Uh, welcome back to the Funny Books and Firewater podcast. We're a drinking podcast with a comic book problem. Shake the shit out of it. With the man with no butt, I need to put on thermal underwear. Yeah, you do. <laughs> I see you can borrow some of my butt, but it doesn't work that way. No, it does not. That's true. Anyway, hey, and welcome to another episode of the Funny Books and Firewater podcast. If I'm smart, I will cut it in right when Todd was talking about his butt. Um, everything else will be gone. Uh, today, we are doing our Christmas episode, sort of. We are doing Zombie Christmas Carol, although my app defines it as Marvel Zombie Christmas Carol, although these are not the Marvel Zombies, so that gets kind of confusing, um, which also is labeled as by Charles Dickens and then readapted by Jim McCain and uh, illustrations by uh, David Baldwin, uh, Jerry me tress and there's a bunch of other there's the, the the christmas past and christmas future done by different art teams as well um right. yeah oh no those are the two artists so david baldwin does christmas present and uh, uh jeremy tress does uh past and future so anyway that being said we not only have a full load with us today we also have a special guest oh lena i was hoping to get a bigger laugh out of you for that one um <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> it's been a long day. Okay. I love that you're now the 12 year old boy out of all of us. That's what makes me really happy about it. <laughs> we are such a um, bad influence. Yes, we really are. you are. I blame I blame the three of you. It's all your fault. As well we deserve. As well we deserve. But uh, as you've heard, we have Lena, we have Adam, we have Todd, the man with no butt. I am Brian, and we have our special guest, Nathan. Hi, Nathan. Hello. How are you? I'm well. How about you? Doing well. Welcome to the show. I'm really glad I'm not the man with no butt because that's like an important feature for me. <laughs> I've been told I have no butt as well, but no one competes with Todd for no buttage. Like that's that's it. I mean, it goes from me to back. Yeah, yeah, it does. But I remember I was at work and I was working with my uncle, and I made some statement. He's like, "Those are mighty big words coming from a man with no butt." <laughs> Which and I'm like. That's Which implies that your uncle place. was checking out your ass. Well, there wasn't much to check out. It just went from back to line to thigh. It yeah, no, went, you have no, but you have an upper thigh. That's all you have. I do. It's upper thigh. Yeah, you must you're be like very a horse. uncomfortable riding a, a, a bicycle. <laughs> so it needs to be a nice wide seat. <laughs> this is a great, great beginning to our Christmas episode. I know, so. right? <laughs> so for those of you who want to know what to get taught for Christmas, uh, thermal underwear is uh, top on the yeah. list. Uh, but also yep. he will need a cocktail. So Mr. Adam, what is our cocktail for this week? Uh, yes, our cocktail is called the Hungry Dead. Take a nice filled shaker. You're going to add two ounces of cranberry juice, one ounce of blue curacao, one ounce of vodka, one ounce of rum, one ounce of gin. You're going to shake the shit out of it. You're going to strain into a glass filled with crushed ice and top with six ounces of tonic or soda water, water and stir. Cool. It should kind of turn it all like a black color. That's kind of the point behind all that. So dark like your soul. Like a dark purple, blackish kind of thing. Gotcha. And that is and that's very brave of you to assume that I have a soul, but thank you. Uh, well, you know. You're saying okay. what I would say my sister, her, like her, her, well, you guys have met Tori. Uh, yeah. Tori's whole thing is like black, like my soul, like everything mm-hmm. is black. So yeah. it was just funny when you said that. I was like, oh, Victoria. I and bet she, she would really, she would really enjoy uh, Johnny the Homicidal Maniac. So I don't know if Tori would actually. It's black like her soul. Uh, yeah. Listen, no. If Brian was the one to recommend it, she'd probably like it. Yeah. Then no. I mean, <laughs> I liked when I was younger, but like it just did not hold up. Um. Anyway, uh, Lena, do you have a drinking game role for this week yes uh muppets so <laughs> i had an issue with this book and that was i read everything 
in the voice of Michael Caine. Okay. <laughs> so um, every time that you compare what you're seeing to what Muppet they played or what the Muppet looked like in a Muppet Christmas Carol, take a drink. The other one, I'll wait, because I've got another one. I'm interested to see if anybody takes it. Else comes in. Right. Okay. Uh, Mr. Adam. Uh, mine's called Source Material. Every time. And you recognize a quote from the original book, uh, but small sips, very small sips. Yeah, that uh, was that was the one I was thinking. That was also going to be mine, but I'm going to do a slight variation on that as well. I'm going to call mine the old switcheroo. Every time you see something from the original book and see how they tweaked it ever so slightly to make it zombified, take a drink. Mr. Todd, what's your drinking game rule? Oh, I, I'll, I'll use my first one here. It's um, the Hungry Dead. Every time the Hungry Dead is mentioned, okay, take a drink. And Nathan, not to throw you under the bus, do you have one or do you want us to skip past you? Uh, you guys took it uh every time <laughs> yeah yeah you took it i'm good which one welcome yeah. to the show <laughs> um every, every time you see something that's from the original material but twisted into a zombie form is what i was gonna say oh okay so i stole it there great mind stink to like every time you see someone get bit or infected like their arm or something yeah mm. which there's a weird thing about the zombies in here like how is scrooge the both the sur sole survivor and also cause of the zombie plague i did not follow how that worked it's out because it's a metaphor oh okay mm -hmm. well nathan as our guest what are your thoughts on this um like uh about anything specific just yeah like did you book. like the art yeah. you like the story what, what what spoke to you in this book um i uh i grew up reading the book and watching the george c scott uh movie like all the time mm -hmm. um i've only seen the christmas carol one or the muppets one once <laughs> sorry <laughs> um, but as I was, it's been a while. So as I was reading this, I was constantly uh, reminiscing on the original material. Mm -hmm. uh, and and every time I would think, oh, okay, so they're doing the original material. Nope, they changed it. Yeah. Okay, so they're totally ditching the original like material. So like uh, when he did the the Ghost of Christmas Past, and uh, they went back and he was bit by the horse. Yeah. I thought they were just going to totally rewrite it, and instead of having the the three major lessons from the book, they were going to have three like zombie lessons uh -huh. um and then as, as i got deeper into the book i realized no they're the same lessons they're just rewritten with yeah. a zombified theme yeah. um so i thought that was really cool um and i'm not very uh i didn't grow up reading comics, so so i only really started reading comics in the last handful of years mm -hmm. um i really enjoyed it there the flow was nice um it didn't like start and stop a million times mm -hmm. um and the art was great and it was fun seeing uh Ebenezer Scrooge be a bad guy, not only a bad guy because he's selfish and, uh, and miserly, but because he's starting a plague that's wiping out the world and he doesn't care. Yeah, I mean, he's also like that classic bad guy in a zombie movie who gets bit and doesn't tell anybody. Like, he's that fucker right. that happens in every zombie movie. Um, yeah, uh, I, I I like the art in this book a lot. That was one of the things that spoke out to me quite a bit. Um, I, I don't know what it was, but this art was some of my favorite that I've, I've seen in a while. Um, and maybe it's just because I was expecting the Marvel zombie stuff we read, which was a little choppy and a little rough. Um, mm. But really, the only thing I was wishing for was at the end, I wanted him to go on like full-blown Ebenezer Screw zombie hum hunter and like just go through blowing zombies heads off left and right the you know like we're magically all healed by the power of Christmas kind of I get it but kind of bummed me out like I wanted it to be a little more violent towards the end but uh you know it's how it goes so uh Lena what are your thoughts so you wanted it to be like Abraham Lincoln vampire hunter exactly. kind of thing yes. I want Ebenezer Scrooge <laughs> to like go out there and just start killing every zombie in London like that was what I wanted <laughs> 
Uh, well, he has to get rid of the surplus population. Exactly. Um, so <laughs> I very much liked this. Um, I am not the biggest fan of A Christmas Carol uh, in its truest form, mainly because it's just very slow. Um, I've seen for you. I yeah, I've I've read it. I've seen live productions. I've seen a musical version of it, which was very strange I've and done then, a few musical versions you know, of but, it right and my and the funny thing is is that a Muppet Christmas Carol is my favorite and I think the reason behind it is because the Muppets bring a little bit of lightness mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. a very somber freaking <laughs> story um and that's Dickens like that's what you expect when you read Dickens like everything mm-hmm. he wrote is just very somber so um I thought the zombie twist was very interesting um but I enjoyed the fact that they used so much of the actual like words and dialogue and things from the original story that made me really happy um Mm -hmm. because every time I picked it out I was like I know this Mm -hmm. so Um, so I really liked that but you know I think that if you like if you celebrate Christmas whatever your background is um and you like uh, you know, any form of a Christmas Carol, this would probably be a good a good read. It was enjoyable. It it uh, it was a nice float. What it didn't feel too long. It was fairly short. Mm-hmm. A little wordy at times. Um, but the art and and the you know you know the story, so it's kind of easy to, to pick up um, as things go. So yeah, I liked it. I thought it was a good way for us to end the the year for yeah. us for mm-hmm. the holidays. Awesome, Mr. Adam. What are your thoughts? So what's funny about this book is that I went back and looked at it. It's about 10 years ago, uh, two months, well, as we record this a month ago that uh, this came out. So it was a long time ago I read it. And as I was going through it, I did individual issues the first time. And I was like, oh, this is cheesy, but it's fun. The art's really cool. Uh, I totally forgot about the ending where it's like, yay, good vibes for everyone. And everyone gets healed. But then I started thinking about it and I was just, I went to bed last night because I read it again last night and my Mm -hmm. brain would not shut off. I had a big interview yesterday. I was still kind of winding down from that. And I was wondering like, so why wasn't Scrooge transformed? Like, why was he the same? He was patient zero, but everyone else was. And it kind of went back to the fact that it was like, so he got bit and it was after that moment he started becoming greedy wanting to hoard money and wondering like why are you spending money on christmas dinner it's like what's well, three pounds who cares and as the beginning when they talk about the zombies is that they're eating and eating and eating and never fulfilled mm-hmm. so that was like okay so is it the fact that the bite instilled greed in him and since he could hoard money that was what he was eating and eating and was yeah. never full but then he would bite someone or scratch someone and they were someone who didn't have the wealth or the prosperity he did so what did they do they ate the only thing and went after the only thing they possibly could mm-hmm. which was other people so by him kind of relinquishing his wealth and who he was and learning his lesson on the magic of Christmas was what healed everyone. And maybe I'm just way out there on no, a I, or something. I, I had but. a similar idea to that and and I like your description of it. And I think you're, you're probably dead on. The other thing I would just add on to that, what I think might be interesting, is that a lot of these zombies were uh, hungry after potentially, if you want to read into it, what they desired most. Scrooge wanted money, so that's what he went after, but everyone else wanted human connection at some point. 
And so mm-hmm. therefore they were going after other human beings and that might be how that all ties together. Um, so, but yeah, I had a similar idea, a similar thought to reading it as well, actually. Um, okay. So yeah, I, I think, I think what you're reading in there is definitely in there for sure. I don't think you're pulling it out of your ass entirely. Cool. Um, well, then good. So, I'm not that crazy. Exactly. I'm crazy. No, but, but yeah. No. Crazy, so I mean, we, we both have the pills well, and the certifications to do that. We do. Yes. <laughs> and, and, and those are therapist pills. Yes. We do. Good for them. Uh, <laughs> no, it was, it was a lot of fun. And again, just kind of flipping through it now is the art's fantastic. It gets through that the bloody fun, but it doesn't turn into like over the top, you know, like the Marvel mm-hmm. Zombies kind of did, which, which which was fine for what it was. And I think we all had fun with that, but it still managed to be this kind of cute little story. Uh, I love the way they presented who the different ghosts were, like the ghost of Christmas past, you mm-hmm. know, was mm-hmm. how the connection with him. And in the end, everyone really got a happy ending. Yeah. I mean, he only had one day. It was like he very much had the uh, the Jesus savior complex of mm-hmm. doing his good deed and then dying for all. Uh, but I see Lena like smiling. Oh my God. <laughs> Well, and that's what that part did make me laugh where it was like, everyone's healed and everyone, you know, they, they fixed mm-hmm. everything. And then he just like gets into bed and he's like, I give away all my things. He dies. And it's like, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't like that either. I thought that was kind of a dud. I mean, after uh, last night's anyway, soccer yeah, game, so I was prepared for duds. So, I mean, they were just like, the, that was, that's how things end in my life right now. Yeah. Well, the, the, the teams are both fans of, so, you know, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it makes sense. You know, if we're talking about Christmas at the celebration of Christ's birth and you have the Christ metaphor thing as well but whatever it is cool though it's fun uh it's it does not say it's welcome as lena said it's only five issues you can read it in probably a half hour or so mm-hmm. and you're not trying to zoom in on digital to see all the word bubbles because yeah. it is as right. said before kind of wordy uh, but i liked it and i was kind of wondering if it would still hold up after all this time and you know what it did and i'm really glad i suggested it and that we get to go out on a really fun little positive note for this year and i didn't realize it was 10 years old until you mentioned that and looked up looked it up and it, yeah it came out in 2011 I had because no i idea. remember very specifically buying individual issues at night flight comics way back in the day before i even started writing for big shiny robot and that's gotcha. when i uh and it was around that time that i actually got to go into my first movie and this and that also mm-hmm. on a fun side note little wee adam when he was a young teenager played bob cratchit in the christmas carol but here's the thing was it was at the crazy 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 christian baptist school at the brainwashed one Mm -hmm. so we couldn't have ghosts because ghosts were evil so we had to have the friends of christmas past present and future and at the very very end scrooge had to get on his knees and accept christ as a savior Uh, of course that was the only way we could do it yeah although the fun part of all that i did learn a lesson so as you know we were supposed to be you know the cratchits we all had to have like holes in our clothes and stuff so we had little mittens and we were going to cut the holes in the fingers for mm-hmm. the little like street version type things well it was stupidly cold in this theater we were doing it it was a theater no one had ever used like in a hundred years had no heating it was under a big shade tree and it was like, the middle of winter in california which meant that the inside of it never got warmer than 35 up here yeah. in utah 35 is but it's barbecue it's weather yeah exactly right. so but we decided to be stupid and actually be like oh to make the rehearsals authentic we'll cut the fingers off of our gloves and that was a bad idea because then you have no warmth and the warmth actually seeps out of your gloves during all your crazy rehearsals. But yeah, but yeah, so that was my tie to uh, Christmas Carol way back in the day when I was brainwashed. So remember yeah, being I, cold. I think Todd, did you do the, the Rogers Memorial or pages lane, whatever it was called when we were there? Did you do their, uh, their Christmas Carol once once? Okay. I think I did it twice. Maybe. maybe I remember doing it once. And I think we even did that like Madison square gardens once that. Yeah. So Christmas we did a regular one and then we did the Madison Square Garden version. Yeah, I think I did. I'm not sure if I just attended one of those, but I remember. No, I did it. I remember. Yeah. I saw it too many times to just show up. Yeah. So yeah, I did that. I also, remember the, the big damn bed that rolled in. Oh, 
Right. Took up like a whole side. It was such a small stage. They had a big like bed, like four poster bed with like the the canopy on it. It was so big. It took over like it was this theater was so small and the bed was so big. It took over like one full wing. Like once the bed was out, it was you could not go to that wing. That was it. That was the only piece of scenery that could go through there. there. Yeah. It was a poacher's dam. So, sure. Right. So as I was reading this and I've listened to you, I've really decided it's I have mixed feelings about this book. But the execution of the book reminds me of a production of Shakespeare. And the way I'm saying is they've all done Shakespeare a hundred times, but like Romeo and Juliet, you'll go, Oh, let's throw it in a high school. Yeah. You can have the same words. We can Which was a bad a idea. It's a very bad idea. And they were high schoolers or this... junior high schoolers. <laughs> no, we we just right. did a terrible production in college. Oh, okay. It was so god awful. It's not even funny. Well, the concepts were fine. The execution was less yeah. so. So, but you throw in and this has the dressing of zombies around it, but it kept to the phrasing and the wording and everything else. If you just listened to it and did not look at the zombies, I mean, there's a few references to the hungry dead. Mm-hmm. And beyond that, it's almost like a production of a Shakespeare play. Yeah. It's where I'm curious and siding with Brian here is what, um, he worked very hard to be faithful to it. And it's absolutely Christmas Carol and some fun things and making the ghost of Christmas past being his, um, the girl that got away. Right. Mm-hmm. Some of those bits were great, but at the end of it, I'm like, it didn't go anywhere else. Mm-hmm. It just added, Oh, you like Christmas Carol? Let's put zombies around it and dress mm-hmm. it with it. But it didn't fundamentally change anything about it. Yeah. So, and and that's similar to like the Muppets Christmas Carol, right? We're going to surround it with Muppets, but it's still Christmas Carol. Oh, yeah. it's they still, were, and they're, they were the same where they used a lot of the mm-hmm. source material, a lot of the stuff right. that like Gonzo's whole like narration and everything is pretty much pulled right from the book. It's oh, yeah. not, I mean, they it's have some little clips and everything, but. What but I really like about the Muppets Christmas Carol, as Lena said, though, is it brought a lightness to mm-hmm. it because. I mean, yeah, New England, I mean, England during this time of history, not a great place to be. And this didn't make anything lighter. It just kept it dreary. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't a very good, and the nature of the story, it wasn't a fun counterpoint. So yeah. what you're going to do is like, we're doing this mashup of Zombies and Christmas Carol. Oh, look at these counterpoints coming together. Isn't that cool? And it was there. It was well done. But it's like, isn't that Muppets was a better execution of a mashup, okay. in my opinion. So all of the, for me, the, this book's a lot like the movie Troy. The okay. some of its parts were all pretty cool. All together, eh, just wasn't that. Orlando Bloom was a bitch in that movie. That whole movie is terrible. It was such a slog <laughs> to get through that movie. I saw that in the theater. That was with you. Funny, right? It was so bad. But, if you, but you look at it, you look. It's like, oh, good. You look at the score. Oh, this should be good. You look at this here. Oh, this should be good. And you watch this movie, and you're like, why isn't this as good as it should be? Because it isn't. Yeah. I mean, you've got Brad Pitt hamming it up, but it's for me. This kind of felt like Troy. Okay, I get that. I get so that. I don't really have any complaints of any of the component pieces. They're like, well, this part was good. It was. This mm-hmm. part was good. It was. How was it all together? See, I liked it, but I get, I get your point. Yeah. So, so overall, it, just like less than some of its parts, kind of thing. Right. It's the opposite of synergy. <laughs> I hate that word. <laughs> uh, uh, out of curiosity, just because it's been brought up a few times, I'm just gonna. I want to go down around the yeah. the room. Uh, what is the the fond version in your head you have of the Christmas Carol from other like from movies or whatever? Like, what's the one you watch the most? Lynn, I know what yours is, but we'll start with you anyway. 
Yeah, Muppet Christmas Carol. I watch it every year. Uh-huh. I love it. Uh, Nathan, you kind of mentioned yours, but I don't know if it's your favorite. What's yours? Oh, it's totally the George C. Scott one. Okay. Um, I, I watched it a hundred times. Cool. Mr. Todd. Although the Christian Revival one sounds really good. I want to watch that. <laughs> <laughs> I think the no. monologue at the end uh, where he accepts Jesus and renounces his ways would be the golden cherry on that. Yeah. <laughs> he accepted Jesus. He needs Jesus. He needs Jesus. <laughs> Todd? For me, it's the Muppets as well. I mean, okay. I've seen a few others as well. Even Patrick Stewart's was okay. Mm-hmm. There's something joyful about the Muppets version with the joy of Christmas and all that just keeps it together. And it's not a... Um, and watching it, and what does make it so joyful is, I mean, it's always a story of Scrooge as a man coming back from the brink. And it's a redemption story of Scrooge of going, you might be old, but life's not over yet. You can still do things as a positive point in this world. Mm-hmm. But it's just so glum. <laughs> and I don't feel it, it does. I mean, it's less glum when it's Muppets. Okay. Well, and I, I, all I keep thinking is like, even when it gets scary, like the right. scary parts of it are still like, well, except for like the ghost of Christmas future. Right. That was definitely creepy. But like uh, the they, Marley and Marley. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that was amazing. So, yeah. And with mine, uh, I agree. It's, the material is pretty glum. Uh, but the George C. Scott one uh, really played up the like suspense and fear when you first see Marley and then um, the doom when you have the ghost of Christmas yet to come. Like I, I started feeling sorry for Scrooge and for what he was going to face. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, Mr. Adam. I totally thought someone was going to steal one because it's Scrooged. Oh, I was yeah. waiting for somebody yeah, to so- say yeah. <laughs> Scrooge. Yeah, to this day, I, I can't. I, the one with the ghost, the the little pixie ghost, she comes up and she's just being a bitch to him. And they're like right. in a junkyard, and she's like, "Look, Frank, what is it? It's a toaster!" And like knocks him on the head, and like he flies in the air. Dude, yeah. I laughed so hard when I was a kid. I, I did literally pee my pants. I had to go run and change my pants. All I, I remember from that, that movie, damn hard at it. Oh, all I remember is them debating whether or not you can see the dancer's nipples. Yeah. <laughs> There, there's a quote from that movie that I use a lot, Adam, and unfortunately, people don't get that I'm quoting that movie, is if I'm ever giving someone a ride at work, I always go, what floor? And they assume that I'm going to drive them to the parking structure and drive them up. Like, they don't think that I'm, like, I'm making the joke, like, he's like, hey, take me to this building. He's like, which floor? Um, that The cab driver's going to, like, drive the, fly the yeah, car yeah. in somewhere. Yeah, people right. don't understand that I'm referencing something. But, but I, I will say that the, the Muppet Christmas Carol does have a very, very fond place in my heart, because that was the one we always watched year after year with my parents, my brothers, mm-hmm. and everything. And I, I'm you might have seen it but there's the meme going around which i would pay more than a fair share of money for about an idea for a new muppet movie where the muppets are playing D and then the adventures are being acted out by like famous actors like chris evans or um <laughs> and people like that but then when they're in the acting out the muppets are doing the voices yeah so if kermit was playing the rogue and the rogue was like you know uh Fuck if I know Robert Downey Jr. Like it would be Robert Downey Jr.'s mouth moving, but Kermit doing the voice. Nice. And that's just a brilliant idea. I wish I could say I came up with it, but it's we'll we'll say it's mine for the podcast. Yeah, so. <laughs> sure. <laughs> we'll get a Kickstarter right on that. Uh, and mine is oddly, I I don't know why, but mine is the the Mickey's Christmas Carol, like the like the like the thirty minute special he did where Goofy is Marley. I know. Shake your head at me all you want, Lena. I know. I know. Bad. I'm disappointed in me too, but that's just the one I remember from my childhood. That's the one I have fun memories for, you know, and it's tainted my life ever since, as we all know. So, yeah. Cool. Uh, does anyone else have anything they want to add or do you want to jump into grades? Was it just me or did anyone anyone else look at Scrooge and think he looked like the, the mean old guy who ran the insane asylum in Beauty and the Beast? Yes. Who lost away Maurice? Oh my gosh, yes. 
He was reminding me of the Hawk Muppet. Oh, um, you mean Sam uh, the Eagle? Sam the Eagle. Yeah, he's not a hawk. Just all those super sharp. Okay. (laughs) He's here for the world of business. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Business. 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 Awesome. Uh, cool. Well, uh, Nathan, as our guest, what is your grade for this book? Um, do you normally do like a four out of five? Uh, we do like ABCs. Yeah, letter grades. Plus or minus is a lot. So. Yeah. Oh, uh, I'd, I'd give it a B. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Cool. Uh, Mr. Todd? I give it a B as well. I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. I mm-hmm. mean, it was all executed pretty well. So that's a B. And it okay. didn't offend you. <laughs> his his delicate right. sensibilities. That's right. <laughs> cool. Uh, Mr. Adam? <laughs> I'll go with an A minus. I had a lot of fun with it. I'm glad to see it held up after 10 years. And Merry Christmas, Happy Kwanzaa, Hanukkah, Super Luba us. Exactly, for all those listening right now. Okay. Uh, I read a book about Diwali at the time. Isn't Diwali it's like more Indian in October? Of Light. I don't know. It's the Indian Festival of Light. It doesn't Everything I know about Diwali, I know from the office. See, I'm never going to have kids, but if I ever did, I would definitely celebrate the season of Krampus because oh. I think that would just be a lot more fun. But. <laughs> Right. Oh, okay. Now that that Adam has tortured children, uh, Landon, what is your grade? Uh, I'm gonna go with Adam and give it an A minus. I liked it. Uh, the it, you know, I thought it was good. I thought the art was 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 really good. So yeah, cool. And uh, I'm there with you with an A minus. Um, is it perfect? No, but I I thought it was really pretty solid, pretty fun little comic book read for uh for the Christmas season. Uh, cool. Well, we're gonna take off the next couple weeks for uh, Christmas and holidays and all sorts of things. So uh, we will see you back here in January. I believe right now we are starting out with um, we're gonna do a full run of um i hate fairyland which uh right. i am mostly convinced that lena is going to love and highly identify with the main character um basically <laughs> yes okay so here's is, the general is it because she's a bitch no because, because <laughs> i mean i am you're not no, wrong it's Adam. because this character <laughs> does what lena wants to do like this character actually does the things she wants to do basically the story starts out with there's this little girl who goes to sleep one night and goes to fairyland and then never rejoins her body so she is has now been stuck in this dream world, like sort of pseudo cartoon Oz like place. Um, she's been stuck there for 37 years. So now she's a cranky, bitter as fuck 37 year old woman in the body of like a five year old and has realized that her consequences have very little action. So she goes on killing sprees and like chops the heads off of unicorns and all sorts of shit. So this is why, Lena, I think you're going to identify with this book a lot. This sounds wonderful. Yes. I think this is going to be a great way to start this yes. year. <laughs> I think you're really, and, really going to enjoy it. So. And it's done by my favorite artist, uh, Scotty yeah. Young. So yeah, Scotty Young wrote oh, it and illustrated it. So mm-hmm. right, uh, he illustrated a ton of Oz books. Oh yeah, uh, and this was kind of his palate cleanser yeah. of doing a very good friendly Oz, which are great. But yes. I can just see him going. I am so sick of this. I need to yeah. cleanse this out. Let's do this. So yeah. So it's like a Candyland shellac over yeah. the whole world. Uh, uh, she is just being horrible. Oh, it's great. He's also a really fun follow on Instagram. He posts a picture like every day. He does like a daily sketch. The last couple of days, he's been doing all the different members of the gorillas, which has been pretty fun. Um, all right. But uh, he does some cool stuff. So cool. He even had to run on Deadpool. Uh, he wrote it. I don't know. I only read the first trade of that. I don't like. I don't know. Well, Deadpool. I, I may have run out of steam on Deadpool. I hate to admit, but. <laughs> Anyway, you went back and read Deadpool Max again, didn't you? I did oh not. Gosh. I did not. But when we reread it for the show, that might have killed it just a little bit for me. 
So <laughs> anyway, well, thank you, Nathan, for joining us. Uh, thanks, everybody else, for joining us. And uh, we will see you in January. Um, and uh, be safe. Have a happy new year. And we will see you all later. Bye. 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 Way to jump in with a save, Nathan. I appreciate yes. it. <laughs>